Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, January 10th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Whitney McDonald. This is our weekly wrap for what happened in auto finance for the week ending January 7th, 2022. In general automotive news, Toyota narrowly overtook General Motors as the top selling automaker in the U.S. The Japanese automaker grew its sales by 10% to 2.3 million units in 2021, despite a 28% decline in the fourth quarter, edging out General Motors' 22.2 million vehicles for the first time since 1931. Used vehicle values rose again in December to yet another record, according to Mannheim. The Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index landed at 236.2, a 1.6% increase from November 2021, and a 46.6% increase, increase from the same period in 2020. Average listing price of used cars climbed, climbed past the $27,000 mark for the first time, according to a Cox Automotive analysis of V-Auto data. A robust tax season is expected to continue to drive demand, keeping used vehicle values elevated well into 2022. Meanwhile, new vehicle SAR forecasts are in, uh, 2022's full-year figure is expected to come in at around 15 million units, according to forecasts from Deutsche Bank. Inventory constraints continuing to depress, continue to depress in incentive spend, which dropped 65% year-over-year in December as a result of those same inventory sh shortages. In the power sports market, there was a lot to cover last week as we got back into the swing of things. Uh, Whitney, you dove into some coverage on the marine and RV industries last week. So what, what's going on there? Yes, I did. Earlier last week, I covered General Motors' big announcements, one of them being their latest partnership with Pure Watercraft, which is an electric, pontier, or electric boat manufacturer. Mary Barra shared that through GM's partnership with Pure Watercraft, they have created an electric pontoon boat, which also launched last week. So it's powered by a GM battery pack. This is part of GM's goal of contributing to the shift toward electrification beyond automotive. Um, we did hear back from Pure Watercraft that financing will soon be available on the electric pontoon, but that's all we heard really. We didn't get any further details from that. So that's something that we are definitely going to be following. Um, also in Power Sports, I covered the November RV values, uh, which actually fell 2.6% from October, October, but I was able to talk to Eric Lawrence from Blackfoot, who shared that November's figures almost felt normal, which was refreshing, especially as the seasonal shift of demand played a role again, kind of going into these winter months. Um, he did, though, say that we shouldn't get our hopes up too much about the near normal figures and that the RV industry isn't quite out of the woods yet as far as inventory crunches in both the new and used market. He also gave us some insight into ongoing supply chain issues and how the lack of new vehicles from auto manufacturers is expected to cause some problems for RV inventory, especially as chassis become harder and harder to find throughout 2022. So that story is coming this week. So watch for that. And we will be continuing our coverage on Power Sports as always. Great. Um, you know, before we close out this episode, I, I think we do need to talk a little bit about the Federal Trade Commission's updated regulations 
are to the Gramm-Leach-Bliley Act and what lenders can start to do to get into compliance with those rules. Um, so basically, too long, didn't read version is now the Gramm-Leach-Bliley Act is going to require um, robust documentation of the way auto captives and independent financiers, remember, uh, the FTC only has jurisdiction over um, non-bank and non-credit union lenders. Um, so they will be required to um, document their risk assessment and their, their risk infrastructure as it relates to protecting consumer data, whether that's stored physically or the way that they share that, or whether it's stored physically or the way that they protect incoming and outgoing data. Um, so on the surface, the changes are not that earth shattering. What is the issue is that everything is going to require documentation, as I mentioned. So this is gonna take time, this is gonna take effort. Um, and this documentation needs to be updated um, as new risks emerge. So considering uh, the current volatility in the market, um, I would imagine that these, these documents are gonna have to be updated you know, quite frequently, um, especially as things change. Um, the Fed is expected, uh, they announced this morning that, um, you know, or they didn't announce, um, I believe it's expected that we're looking at three hikes. Um, with the first one coming in March. So those those will present new risks. Um, another thing that will be required of, of lenders is to rewrite or amend their existing service contracts with their vendor partners to ensure that they are contractually obligated to incorporate um, protections for consumer data into uh, their workflow. So this is gonna this is gonna take time, it's gonna cost money. Now the question is, you know, what can lenders do now? Um, to kind of start preparing for this. Um, I spoke with Kim Fan from uh, Ballard Spar, who's our, our good friends over there. Um, and, and basically what she said was, you know, first step is, you know, to do an internal audit, understand um, what sort of documentation the FTC is requiring from you and, you know, look at your own um, processes. Again, the FTC is not requiring any auto lenders do anything that they're most likely, I would say 99% of the time, not already doing. It's just really about documenting and showing all of the different um, avenues in which, you know, their lenders are protecting consumers' data. So audit, step one, um, figure out where the holes are and start to uh, get your documentation together. Um, step two is you definitely, one, one change is that you will have to have a point person uh, that for the FTC um, to, to handle all this. So name that if you haven't already. Um, they will be in charge of this, this whole program. And then really just, you know, kind of the old proverb, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. So just really kind of start documenting the, the, your processes, get with your vendor partners, start open that dialogue now so that when January 10th, 2023 rolls around, and um, lenders are required to be in compliance with the new rules, you're ready to go. That um, about does it for our episode this week. Uh, thank you as always for joining us on the roadmap and please rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to the program. Uh, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn and we will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next week.